Welcome, Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters, to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Rowland. Hey! And today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 12, This is the Way the World Ends. On this episode, Dexter is saved by illegal aliens, Travis steals Harrison with a lion mask, Deb admits that she wants to boink her brother, and Dexter puts Travis out of our misery in front of Deb. What did you think of this episode overall? We finally got some semblance of story. Uh, in the last it, 30 seconds. It's, <laughs> the, it was alright. It, it wasn't the worst episode. But uh, it, it was bad for 96% of it. And then there at the end it was like, oh hey... Here you go. Here's a little nugget. When I originally watched this, I was just so glad to be done with Travis Marshall. I think Brooke was kind of the same way, if I remember right, when we were watching it live. It's like, it doesn't matter how stupid he went out, like how much of a punk he went out, like, at least he's gone, because we couldn't stand him. Yes. Hallelujah. The nightmare is over. (laughs) Or is it just beginning? I don't know. But I will say, I did not like the episode. I hated Travis. hated that character. Not, in my opinion, the worst uh, finale of the show so far. I thought season two's finale was worse. I know. I was just so disappointed with the way they ended things with Lila that actually wasn't that her name lila i don't even remember anymore yeah. oh yes we all were disappointed with how things went with lila well, I'm, i wasn't sad she died but because that was a season that had promise and then it ended with a whimper this season sucks so i don't have high expectations for the finale of this this one if that in a roundabout way makes any sense yeah well it's yeah it's like Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say it's not like it's the best episode of Dexter ever, but I thought it was the best of the season. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very fun. <laughs> That's a low, low bar. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> I honestly can't fight that. When they're all bad, you have to have a favorite. When everything is all bad, I mean, it's just. It's not like you're saying it was right. great. If you thought it was good, I'd worry. Yeah, a kick in the shins is a nice change of pace after being kicked in the balls for the last 11 episodes. <laughs> right. Uh, Dexter is still in the water, floating on a chunk of boat. The boat sinks, and Dexter begins to tread water. But before he can drown, he's rescued by a boat full of illegal immigrants. A guy tries to rob everyone on board, and Dexter just stabs him to death. He then steers the boat towards shore. The entire population of the boat, including him, jump overboard and swim to shore. Travis tells the dead Kepult that he can't stay much longer if they're going to stink like that. That's a whole scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Dexter meets up with Jamie and Harrison. She gets him back into his apartment as he lost his boat, keys, wallet, and cell phone, which he tells Jamie, but it doesn't appear like anyone else on the show ever finds out about this. Uh, Travis pulls together a bunch of lumber from the dead couple's wooden furniture He packs some stuff into a cat bed and drives off saying, Today's the day, which is a silly, tonight's the night, opposite thing. Uh, Deb arrives in tears. She got a report about Dexter's boat washing ashore. 
She puts her hand on his bare chest and says she loves him. He says he loves her too. Deb doesn't think Dexter's said it before. I am thinking, has he not said it in another episode? I mean, I, I think he has told her that before. Earlier on, that it was some big moment where he he told her that he loved her. It's maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going back to find out, but I swear that happened before, and she was all surprised <laughs> he said it. It's just that the writers have paid no attention to what came before. I'd be willing to believe that he's never actually said "I love you." I think he said "I love you too" or "you too" or something like that, because she makes that distinction when she talks to the therapist okay. later in this episode. And says right. it wasn't just a you too. It was a I love you. Okay, I'll allow it then. <laughs> Still hate it. Still hate it. Devin Dexter get called to Travis's double murder house for no good reason. Dexter is the first one in the house, and he sees the painting of himself as the beast. <laughs> so this actually doesn't make sense because right before they yeah go, it doesn't <laughs> in right many ways they go right before they go into the house like. One of the cops mentions that there's another painting. So he can't have been the first one in the house? He can't have been because... They would have had to clear the house. Well, but. the uniform... Yeah, the the original responding officer <clears throat> would have been the one to find the bodies and call in the detectives and everything. Yeah. Um, so it may maybe, you know, like, Angel hasn't gone in there yet, or Masuka hasn't gone in there yet. But the fact that... They essentially just wait for Dexter to get there, and then he's got enough time alone with the painting to de- deface it, literally, uh, is just completely bonkers. Yeah, and somebody somebody would have known. Like, maybe they hey, don't know. Who, that looks like Dexter. Maybe the the officer didn't know who Dexter was, which doubtful. But even then, he would have been able to be like, you know, that wasn't smashed when I cleared this house earlier. They, they've uh, established earlier in the series that after Rita's death, Dexter's face was all over the news. Mm, that's fair. And I would think that if, it, if anybody, Miami Metro would know what Dexter looks like. Oh. Everybody <laughs> in the police force should know what Dexter looks like. You're giving them a lot of credit there. Yeah. Unless they're, like, drinking rubbing alcohol again. Um... So, by the time everyone shows up, Dexter has smashed the facing with a hammer. Deb reads too much into Dexter's looks and heads back into the office before she embarrasses herself further. Dexter finds the sketch that Travis was making. Travis realizes that he has Dexter's wallet and address. He can hide out in Dexter's apartment. Lewis asks Masuka if he can stay on past his established internship. Masuka talks like Yoda and tells him no. Uh, Deb has a photo of the ring of fire Travis made when he blew up Dexter. She's decided that Travis has now completed the Lake of Fire tableau. Miami Metro decides that Travis is going to make his last move during the eclipse from the top of a skyscraper. So, yeah. They they took that picture at, like, the exact right time. Because that ring of fire was there for maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, but also wouldn't Dexter have been in it? So wouldn't they have been able to like see a body? It's so yeah. That's it's weird. like they took it <laughs> while he was swimming. Yeah. It's a chopper overhead. Oh, what's that? <laughs> and they don't go to rescue it or like check <laughs> right. it out further. They're just like, oh, that that's my funny. Point. Oh, boat it's on Miami fire. Sometimes huh. there's a ring of fire. 
There's I'm lots of water the near fire. There's lots of water near Miami. Sometimes it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so much <laughs> happens in Miami, man. <laughs> yeah. Um Dexter finds a skyscraper that matches the new sketch that Travis made. Deb asks Dexter to clear the church where Geller's been hiding out. She asks Dexter if he needs to unload or anything, and he says he's good. But she Oh, unload. She wants she wants him to unload. Yeah. Right? Mm, right, bro? Uh, on, right. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. La 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 I'm not listening. <laughs> Uh, things are real tense right now. If you need to unload, Dex, mm. I'm here uh, for you. You know where to find me in my murder it. house. <laughs> I quit. I quit. Uh, Angel tells Quinn that he's going to transfer Quinn out of Miami Metro. Deb tells LaGuardia that she wants to put uniforms on top of the tallest skyscrapers. Deb snipes at LaGuardia about Captain Matthews, but LaGuardia blows her off. Travis goes to Dexter's apartment. Package from Lewis is on the front step. He opens it and finds the mannequin hand. He then hears Jamie and Harrison coming from next door, which turns out, drumroll, to not be Jamie's apartment, but a freaking daycare apartment. There is nothing of Jamie's over there. It is all Harrison nonsense. Um, They just have an entire space the size of Dexter's apartment dedicated to Jamie watching Harrison. What? Yeah, well, it, the fuck? Yeah, it, you could afford this, the Ritz Carlton. You can afford a second apartment. <laughs> well, I well, guess this is another thing. This is another thing that didn't make sense because they verbatim say that that's her apartment next door, and so maybe she has the bedroom, but the whole rest of the house is like daycare, and she can walk over into Dexter's apartment anytime she wants, but doesn't use that space to watch Harrison apparently. It's it's really bizarre, but it does start to explain why there's like suddenly extra doors and rooms that we've been seeing over the last season or so, because there's a mirror image of Dexter's apartment that they go into. It's like the through the looking glass version. That's all Harrison toys. Like they had that same shelving unit that like that like V fixture shelving unit that Dexter has. But it's completely, like, staging all of these little toys of Harrison's. It's like Harrison's a 25-year-old comic book fanatic, and he has all of his toys, like, (laughs) laid out as his furniture. Yeah. It's a a little playhouse, but... Yeah. Way too much. I I wanted to go back real quick and talk about the... the, uh, plan to put the uh, uniforms on the uh, roof there. This is an alternate timeline, but this is how I see it in in a cartoonish way. They put scarecrow uniforms up there. So like the cop uniform, but on a scarecrow. And then Travis freaks out and tries to kill it, but then he like goes through and then he falls off the roof and then he dies. (laughs) And that's the end of it. I mean, to me, that's a more fun way to do it, where it's just like, what an idiot, he didn't realize it was a scarecrow, and then he he falls off the roof. I don't know why. I wanted to get into a fight with himself as Geller, and have Geller be the one that pushed him off the roof, and then... Yeah! Now they're both, now they're both gone. 
I don't know why I just want. I really wanted him to fall off the roof. <laughs> would have been much more satisfying. Well, they couldn't do that. That would have been much better. Because they had to have the cliffhanger. <laughs> but while Travis uh, is over at uh, at Harrison's apartment, I guess uh, he sees the Noah's Ark pageant flyer, so he knows where that is. Dexter and Harrison walk onto Noah's Ark dressed like lions. That's a hell of a pageant, guys. They they put yeah. on the masks. They walk about eight feet, and then they stand there and wave at, at Jamie. Um, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want out of the scene? <laughs> well, first that is of, my favorite of the pageants, by the way. First of all, they shouldn't be wearing full face masks under any circumstances. Because like half the fun, half the reason for pageants is for people to take pictures of how ridiculous everything is. <laughs> and if you can't see Harrison through the mask, then what's the point? It's just like a random little boy with a mask on. Did Harrison um, have a full mask on though? Yeah, he sure did. I thought just Dexter did. Okay, I thought he just had like a mane. I didn't remember they him wearing bo- the they mask. They both did. Uh, okay. Yeah, they both did. It I was paid a lot of attention stupid. to these two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted them to be over. <laughs> well, and like, um, that wouldn't even be allowed now, right? Like, you wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to wear a full face mask at a school anymore for security reasons. But it doesn't make any sense in this like pageant either that they wouldn't have just done like you know face painted whiskers and stuff like that and just left it at that instead of these full face masks. I guess I'm the only one that really cares about this. <laughs> no, I, I fully agree. The, the whole reason is for parents to uh, take pictures. It's just it's that we have to focus on these minute yeah. details because it sucks. <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess it would it would make more sense to me if I had kids. But Dexter and Harrison walk onto Noah's Ark dressed like lions. Just thought I'd say that again. <laughs> Uh, Deb sends her horse out to watch the skyscrapers. Quinn has found the loophole back. Uh, Quinn has found a loophole to block Angel from transferring him. Deb, Lewis, Mike, and Laguerta figure out that Travis may have another victim to bring along. Deb calls Dexter to tell him this, and Dexter realizes that Harrison has been taken by a man wearing a lion mask, which is another reason that you don't wear a freaking lion mask at school. <laughs> Uh, we see Travis walking Harrison to the skyscraper and telling him some rhyme about the end of the world. Harrison runs past a cop on the roof. The cop goes after him and Travis kills him. Deb radios in and Travis gives her the all clear. Dexter arrives and tells Travis that he can't finish his work without killing the beast first. Travis tells Dexter to inject himself with the M99 before letting Harrison into the elevator. He stands over Dexter with the sword, but Dexter is still awake. He knocks out Travis and rescues Harrison from the elevator. Wouldn't that... Aren't you not supposed to do that? With the in, uh, When you inject yourself with something that's not really... It's like air, right? What he did? Or was there a... He might have He might have just had like saline or something in it. Saline. Yeah, I assume ah, it was a okay. dummy uh, a dummy syringe. Yeah. But, but like, isn't that bad though if you inject it... If like, it was full of air? That would be bad. I mean, potentially. potentially. Yes. But the it had something in it. It the, just wasn't M ninety nine. Yeah, the thing is, is he obviously had planned for this potentiality. Yeah, 
Well, and ever since last season, when he got shot with the M99, he's been building up a tolerance to it, so it doesn't affect him anymore. It's like his Iocane powder. Is, is that what we're going ah. with? Because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. How are they explaining this one away? Or does he just yeah. always carry a fake one just in case his victim tells him to inject they, himself? They should have. They should have cut to Princess Bride. The explanation in Princess Bride. Yeah, it has like a special safety plunger, where if you push it a certain way, it only delivers saline. If you push it the other way, it delivers the M ninety nine tranquilizers. <laughs> it's a trick. It's like a magic trick. It's a magic syringe. <laughs> Try it out on your next date. Um, Whoa! <laughs> hey now. <laughs> the eclipse ends, but the cop Travis knocked out hasn't checked in. Miami Metro rushes to the building and finds what's left of Travis's stuff. LaGuardia goes to talk to a very upset Deb. She tells Deb that she was right and there was no one to blame except Travis and to take control of her life. The complete 180 in LaGuardia from last episode where she's being just flat out bitch mean to Deb and then she's acting like she actually cares about Deb it's just again completely different character episode to episode well she's not going to kick Deb while she's down she wants to keep she she needs Deb to be like somewhat effective but she needs to be in charge of her too and so she basically tells Deb to be more like her and focus on her job and stop being distracted by other things Dexter puts Harrison to bed and leaves him with Jamie. Because that's what Jamie's for. Deb goes to the therapist. She doesn't know if Dexter realizes that she is in love with him, but she wants to know what it means that Dexter actually said the words. She says, is this horribly wrong? It makes every man I've ever loved make sense. The answer is yes. It's horribly wrong. Yes. Absolutely. You didn't get that? Every man she's ever loved, so all serial killers? Not serial killers. No, what she explains is that she she either goes for people that are like Dexter, uh, which are like the emotionless people, because she doesn't know Dexter is a serial killer. Right. So the people that are kind of unavailable and, and inappropriate, they're either just like Dexter or they're the polar opposite of Dexter. It's like she's trying to keep her option open so that she can go back to Dexter whenever she needs to. I guess it only really applies to, what, Rudy and uh, Lundy, essentially? Oh, and Quinn? Well, who else has she dated? I think those are the only three that were, like, serious on the show. There's been a couple of other randoms, but... Yeah, there was the... She wasn't wasn't in love with them. But yeah, but she wasn't in love with them, though. That's what I'm saying, like, specifically people that she's loved, you know? Well, not even Quinn, really. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I mean, Did- the the unavailable and inappropriate are specifically, like, Rudy and uh, Quinn. And I feel like she was with another dangerous guy, but... Well, Lundy was the other one. Yeah. But Lundy was like the anti-Dexter. He was like all rules and inappropriate like because he was too old. Yeah. 
Um, so Travis wakes up in the old church. They have a little chat about Travis's perverted faith. Dexter says that there's a purpose in his darkness to bring balance to the world. Deb walks in as Dexter tells Travis that this is exactly how it should be, and she sees him plunge the knife into Travis. Dexter says, oh my god. And that's the end of the season. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, Zach, <laughs> tell, us, tell us all the wonders of this finale. I mean, what's not to love? Um, you know, I just read all of it. <laughs> I just read all of what's not to love. I was like, yes, of course, finally, de- like because of, like in se- end of season five, she almost catches him, but then she doesn't, and then like end of season six, we finally she sees it happening. She's going down, and she's like, "Bro, it doesn't matter. I love you. I'll cover this for you. Don't worry about it. I got your back." You know, come over and unload Do you want to unload? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this doesn't talk about... This is friendship at its finest. If I if I have to point it out, you know, it's the, it's the ultimate friendship. It's brother and sister, not blood related, who finally get to really work on their shit. Wonderful. To me, it feels like a direct response to people that watched the end of season five and were like... They copped out by not having Deb find out about him. Exactly. I, I think that's what this whole thing was about. I am glad that Deb found out. I think it was a season too late. And I think they really ruined what it could have been by throwing in this weird Deb's in love with Dexter plot point. It could have been a really good little turn to the story but no matter what it's tainted all the way through because deb is in love with dexter it just ruins the whole deb and dexter dynamic yeah i wonder if they did that because they wanted to make it more believable that deb would suddenly start breaking the rules for him like because there's this this other dimension to their relationship that now it makes more sense for her to take his side than it would have before. Whereas before she would have just, she would have been a cop first and a sister second. Yeah, I don't think she would have. And I think that's, they had, and this is what really, one of the many things that irks me about it is they actually had a really good and interesting sibling relationship. It was an interesting thing to explore for the first five seasons and then all of a sudden, we decide to throw this wrench in there that completely ruins and destroys the relationship that was built for five seasons. It just completely is... It just counters everything that made it a good relationship to watch evolve. Yeah, I think it's the worst uh, the worst legacy part of this season. The worst thing that holds over into the next season. Um and I think that they, it, it, it's weird, like, watching it, you're thinking, like, when she first starts talking about it with a therapist, you're like, but she doesn't mean a romantic relationship. She means she loves her brother, and he never says it back to her. And then by this episode, they're like, oh, no, no, she she wants Dexter. She she wants She wants all of his loads. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just in that moment when you realize they're taking it, taking it that Dahl. far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, please, let's go on. 
<laughs> this was directed by John Dahl. Uh, he previously directed Kill Me Again, The Last Seduction, Rounders, and Red Rock West. Directed 16 episodes of Dexter between seasons 3 and 8 and has gone on to direct for Justified, The Affair, and Ray Donovan. Um, there's at least two in there that I really like. And this was written by, drumroll, Scott Buck and Wendy West. So we've got like the best and the worst that are left working on this one. Uh, Scott Buck's previous episode was the season six premiere. He's now the showrunner uh, from season six through the end of the show. Wendy West's last episode was Nebraska, which was my favorite of the season and no one else's. Um, mm-hmm. She used to work on The Closer and has gone on to work on the show The Beast with Patrick Swayze and Inhumans on Marvel, which was a Scott Buck joint, if I remember correctly. Or was he Iron Fist? He was Iron Fist. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, Worst line of the episode. Anything pertaining to Deb being in love with Dexter? I put pretty much everything about Dexter, Deborah loving Dexter. <laughs> oh, no, no family love. I actually went with Miami Metro Homicide is an elite crew. Thanks, Masuka. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, was it a previous season or earlier this season? He said we're all fucking rock stars. Yeah, it was there earlier this season. Oh, okay. How about the uh, best line of the episode? I went with this is the way the world ends because you know that's that's how this season felt. And it's the title of the episode, so why not? It's also a quote from the book of Revelation. Yeah. Right, that's the Trinity right there. Trinity killer. Boom. Connected. Right. My there. best was from uh from old Dexy. When he says, uh, I am a father, a son, and a serial killer. Yeah. Like, you know, tri- it's the Trinity, again. Oh, he's John Lithgow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually just... a, a quadrinity killer. Yeah. Go for it, Brooke. Okay. Uh, best? I mean, I do. <laughs> it's... It, the best I could get was when uh, Dexter sees Deb and just says, oh god, just because I like that that happened, that she caught him. So, it's the best I could find. <laughs> How about the performance of the episode? Uh, Hanks, because he's dead. <laughs> Colin Hanks. Yeah. Oh, poor Colin dead. Hanks. It so took glad him, we're It took him this that. long, but he finally got, he finally got a, a best performance. I wrote no one wins. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with Harrison because he's he's, a, he's, a, he's the Lion King at this point. <laughs> yeah. That was the best live action Lion King I've ever seen. He was a uh, he was a much better actor with that mask on. Yeah. He beats Cody. He beats old Cody by a margin. So, um, guys, we did it. We're uh, we're three quarters of the way done with the show. Woo woo! Only twenty four episodes left. It's all uphill from here. 
No, it's not. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get worse. Uh, kind of, but not, no, not as not. bad as this. Why? How could it possibly get worse? Um, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for giving me all these fun expectations. Best show ever. Oh, you're going to love it, Zach. I know I am. <laughs> it's nothing but friendship from here on out. That's how I like it. That that Deb and Dexter sex scene. Mm. Finally. <laughs> All right. Thanks for helping out. Before Brooke throws up, we're going to say goodnight. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on the next Deeply Discussing Dexter.